Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Surge Cast, Season 3, Episode 21. But more importantly, it's the 100th episode of the podcast. We made it. We're here, guys. (laughs) We are presented by Primal X Hockey, DraftKings, Raycon, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Kat Hunter. And yes, we have finally made it 100 episodes of whatever this is that you want to call it. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it is just amazing. We finally made it to here to episode 100. It's crazy to think you're going from, what, February 2022 to now it's like November of 23. We just hit 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. It's What a ride. What a I ride know. it's been on. Crazy situations. I'm surprised we've been able to deal with each other for this long. Um, <laughs> yeah, certain, certain different, certain different increments of of hosts coming on. You know, Billy, you came on right at the tail end of season one, start of season two. Cat came in halfway through season two. The guest list. Big thing. We have to say big thank you to Jules for all the graphics, mm-hmm. the videos, all the hype stuff she's done for us. For the fact that 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 one graphic with all of our guests that were up to date at that time. Yep. And you look at that list, you're like, oh my gosh, it is such a wild list. Like you go from, you know, you start the whole thing off with Brad Moore of the Storm Cellar. Then you go down to Matt Soma. Then you scroll down and you see like Wade Minter, Walt Ruff multiple times. And you get Mike Van mm-hmm. Scacco multiple times. And, you know, you got King Stat Brand. You know, you got Colin Madewell. Colin with Damn the it. single, uh, Colin with the single L, Jules, all the Collins, all the Collins, Sam Wismer, um, Andrew, Andrew Rinaldi, Eileen Sherry. My dad made his appearances on the podcast. Yeah, yep, he's made. He's made it, we wouldn't be here with all those guests. That was yes, honestly. Oh, Dan LaTorraca. To yeah, big thank you to everyone that's listened. Big thank you to everyone that's been willing to be a guest on here and put up with our shenanigans. We appreciate you all. Yes, big thank to everyone, and it's funny because the last time we had Walt Ruff on, he was hel- he was helping us, you know, get the people like ready for episode one hundred because of all the teas the, the teasers we dropped, mm-hmm. and ju- and Walt Ruff said you have to go big for episode one hundred, and I will say this, we went big for episode yeah, one hundred. We went big, week. and the that fact that we, the fact too is. We had to sit on this for so long is absolutely insane because to get full transparency, guys, like we did record this right around training camp before the season started. So, oh, you'll be able to tell by by how we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> yep. exactly. So I, I know everyone really want, like, want us to ask certain questions or, you know, mention certain things to them. We are, unfortunately, we had we had to talk to him before the season started just because of with the scheduling and all that stuff and trying to get him on today. Cause whenever, when this does drop on Sunday, you know, this is when we were recording. So we're coming hard. home from a back to back. There's no way we would have gotten. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. And it just worked out to where, like I said, it was during training camp right before, like I think we're right around preseason two, you know, Jordan, it's just everything that was going on. But for the fact that, as hockey we fans, we we know how crazy things during the season get. So like bit. this was really also, our only option. Yeah, and also pretty much if you haven't guessed it from all of our hints and then our announcement, mm-hmm. we got the Marty Party himself. 
That's, yes, that we did. The story of the story of how we got him too is actually the best part. <laughs> we we've mentioned it more times than you know Zach especially would like to count, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's um... No, it's <laughs> fortunately we we finally got an outlet to him, and he was more than willing, you know, after all the disrespect to come on. I mean, honestly, us, the stories where you can look back at la- and laugh at yourself make up for the best stories, and then it led to the best conversation. So you know, it really oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it really did. It's just, it's surprising how life happens that way. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, I'm just going to tweet a lineup out, day of exit interviews in the middle of summer on five hours of sleep, no coffee, get a DM from a player. And then like what, a couple months later, hey, you want to come on for episode 100 of our podcast? And somehow it works out. It's just funny life how it works that way but we don't recommending offending players first. no no we don't we don't <laughs> no. well, it wasn't trying to be offensive uh it is what it is but yeah please don't do that <laughs> please don't do that because they apparently they do read your tweets so keep that in mind that they do um mm-hmm. but no big shout out to marty for coming on and talking to us uh we got him for about 15 20 minutes it's not super duper long but just for the fact that we got him for as long as we did was absolutely fantastic. Great stories that we jumped into it as well. And you guys will, especially the fancy duck boys and moose will love, love the very end of our conversation right before we dipped out. Oh, yes. You, you, they will definitely enjoy this. So I hope everyone loves our interview with Marty. So um, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get into all that and talk about you know everything that's going on in the last week with the hurricanes, we're not gonna make you guys wait. We're gonna without jump further right ado, <laughs> Mr. Martin. <laughs> hey everyone, we are very, very excited to bring on our special guest for the 100th episode of the Search Cast. You may know him. He is very well known for uh, screaming at Andre Svechnikov in the hallway. He also tied Bates Battaglia and um, Corey Stillman for most points in a playoff series. He has his own official beer. He threw out the first pitch at the Durham Bulls game on uh, Kane's night, and he's just an all. He's also a part-time lead singer for you know Nickelback and all that good stuff. But we are very, very excited to bring on Jordan Martin to the podcast. Jordan, how are you doing tonight? Good. Yeah, good. Just <laughs> taking some time before I head out for the evening walk with the family. Nice. Nice, nice. nice. So it seems like you've had a really, you know, since the start of September, you've had like a busy month, just a lot going on. Like, how's it been for you just for just the whirlwind that was the month of September for you? Yeah, well, I, um, I guess when I book myself, I book myself pretty heavy. So um, <laughs> uh, as, we were, yeah. as we were leaving, coming back to Carolina, we put our house in Canada on the market. So we moved all our stuff out of our house uh, up there. Um, so we did a full move up there, obviously came back to our house here, which is set up, but then um, got back to Raleigh. I think I was home for a day. We did the Durham Bulls game throughout the first pitch. Then my wife and my kids went to the beach for two days, um, then got back. And then the next weekend was the Marty party. Um, I think Nickelback was the Thursday. And then I had the fall, the weekend after that, I do a MC, a charity event. So I did that. So 
um, September was busy. And then obviously the start of training camp. And then I, I was just hoping to get to training camp because I knew it calmed down once, once we start going. Uh, <laughs> right. You're like, please get me to the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was, I kind of, I booked myself pretty heavy, but it was all fun stuff. No, for sure. It's like, how, wow. how, cause how was it for you for the Durham Bulls? Cause I know we, everyone watched the video of you talking to the, to the media and the social media group and stuff like that. How like a big thing it was for you. Like how, what was that experience like going into doing batting practice and doing the first pitch and stuff? Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to do batting practice last year. Um, we did it off the pitching machine, which was a little easier. The manager throws heat. So it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> wow. connect, connect one. Um, but then it, it's just like, I remember getting drafted when I got drafted in uh, Arizona, um, the first rounder always got to throw out the first pitch. Like we'd always go to the Diamondbacks games. And I was, I was so envious of, of him for being able to do that. And I was like, Oh, I just hope one day I can get to a point where I can throw out the first pitch at something. And then um, I think I was scheduled to do it two years ago or three years ago. And then um, I got, I was driving back down. I didn't make it in time. And then, um, yeah, it was just, I've just been trying to do this for so long. And then it, it, when it came out and I was like, okay, I'm going to be back on the Thursday. I can make it for the Saturday or the Friday. I'm like, I'm going to make it happen. So, um, nice. yeah, I'm very happy that I got to do that. That's do you, awesome. do you get to make it to many bulls games just in general? Usually I try and go to two or three a year. Um, I obviously try and go to the Canes one every year and then um, take my son kind of whenever I can get a chance. It's I, we usually, he lasts about five innings, but it's, I, I love that. <laughs> the ballpark is just so cool. And oh yeah, uh, they're, they're usually a really good team too. So it's fun to watch. No, for sure. Can you, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you can tell us, can you tell us which of your teammates was the worst at the at the bulls at the batting. Ah, <laughs> uh, who's all there? They're all pretty athletic, so I'm giving them. They're probably all pretty good, but it was there's a little bit of was... grace there, maybe. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't think Jarvie did very good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I actually I'm pretty sure. Shady had the good luck mullet too, and yeah, everything. Yeah, he he wasn't very good, but he's, <laughs> that's standard. <laughs> Oh my, oh my goodness <laughs> at least he had the action picture it didn't it, you yeah. might not see if the ball got hit but he got the action picture yeah no he looked he looked good he had the he had the sunglasses on too he was looking good <laughs> so i'd love to hear more about your marty party logger that's that was like a huge thing for you this season too how how was the launch how how did everything go yeah it went well um the reviews of the beer were great. Everybody seemed to like it. It was easy drinking. I I wish the day we uh, we had the one bad day in September that um, for for I guess the launch of it. So um, if it was hotter out, it probably would have went down even smoother. But everybody enjoyed it. Um, raised three thousand dollars for the charity that I'm a part of, and nice. um, some fans got to put me in a dunk tank, which that was. <laughs> That was you seem really excited about that was so it was so cold. Great. it was kind of cold that day and that's coming from a canadian it was i think only like 68 <laughs> degrees it was it was a little chilly so um and then yeah no it was just it was a good night just uh to kick off the season i guess the fans hadn't really been around anybody so i felt like they um were pretty happy with me doing something like that and obviously 
having the charitable aspect of it and um, just kind of being able to launch my own beer, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Right? And, yeah, uh, for real. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was a big success. So maybe more That's in the awesome. future. Who knows? That's awesome. Hey. Like, how, like, how did it all come about? Like, did they approach you? Did you approach them? Like, how did that all just come about? Yeah, Bring well, the, our, our old, one of our old team services um, people, Pace, um, was kind of Mike Sunheim's right-hand man. He now works for unc and he's like yeah, I, I think there's like a there's there's obviously stuff out there that the fans would be excited about and we could get going and he's like what, what would you be interested in doing an event with bowstring and i'm like yeah i i if i i'll go drink beer with people it's not that's not hard <laughs> right, um, yeah. and then uh <laughs> yeah, he was kind of the, the spear like spearheaded it and um, got got set up with bowstring and then R and D kind of caught wind of it and they're like, well, let's do an official beer for the event and um, yeah, it was it was I don't think it was super hard for them because it was kind of similar to the Mexican lager just with a little bit of lime in it and um, right. yeah, it was it, it worked out great so since, happy happy since it's with R and D is it going to be available at Kane's Games? Uh, it's not as of yet, but I, we had the season ticket member event the other night and a lot of people were talking about, it, and I said, just email R and D let's get this thing into, let's get this <laughs> supply that and demand. Be, that would be cool. Like if we could do like, uh, if like, say I got a goal or something, we do like half off Marty parties or something. Oh, yeah. oh, that would oh be yeah. It'd be a cool way to like market some of it. And yeah. Who knows? Oh yeah, with oh man, Marty, you would be making so many people happy with that because they're already like they say, where's Dan? If they got that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll just have to be like, Dan, can you uh can you get some Marty party in there? Yeah, you would no, be yeah, all yeah. the fans. Awesome. That I, place I, I'm would be sure even I have, louder. Uh, I have another appearance <laughs> I have to do with R and D, so I'm gonna push it pretty hard. But we'll see what we can we, we can get to get going there. No, nice. for sure, definitely. Like, oh my goodness, that'd be that, great. That's, <laughs> yeah, we would look honestly. We'd look so. I look forward to that. I know a lot of my friends, like they couldn't make it out to the Marty party, but they, I mean, Kane's Gates, they would eat that up. They would be so excited. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, just, I just want to get down here to South Carolina because unfortunately we get no R&D stuff. So I'm like, all right, how am I, how am I going to get this beer down here? Because I got to try it. So it's, well, right now it's only at Bowstring. So it's a limited, limited release. You got to go to Bowstring. Yeah. All right. There we go. There Kat, we go. You'll have <laughs> so, to help a sister out then. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll help us out, Kat. Yes, guys, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll get some and I'll, I'll share the wealth. Uh, we can't talk. So we've talked about, the again, you've done so much. You did the Bulls game. You had the Marty party. But uh, I think the thing that's on everyone's mind right now is uh, your Nickelback performance. You seem a little starstruck out there, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> next to, like, my kids being born, my wedding, my first NHL game, like, that's up there with being, like, one of the cooler moments of my life. So, um, yeah, the – I I don't – I'm, like, speechless. I even just thinking back on it, it was so much fun. And it, I think there was, like, 13 or 14 guys there, too, and we mm-hmm. had a party bus that took us, and it was just, like, the best night ever. And, um, yeah, I just – I, I kind of tried to keep it a secret, but then the, the word kind of got out with all the guys and – then they're like, when are you going? When are you going? And then I got like super nervous when it was about to happen. And then um, they say, I can't like, imagine you nervous. I can't well, imagine when, you nervous. When you're looking up, when you're looking up at Walnut Creek and there's like 18,000 cell phone lights looking down yeah. at you. And I was like, okay, there's definitely a lot of people here. 
Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I seen, I met Garth Brooks probably eight years ago now. And I was like, how do you like, he, he was doing two shows a night and he would do like eight shows in a three day span or four day span. Oh and I was like, how do you get excited to do like that many shows? And he's like, well, think about you're playing hockey. There's 18 or 19,000 people cheering for your team. Um, think about all those people just cheering for you. And then like that kind of hit me as I was going up to sing, I was like, okay, I'm kind of going to be on an Island up here and they're all going to either. I know I knew like, even if I sucked and I, I probably did suck, but um, people, people would just appreciate having the kahunas to go up there and sing in front of that many people. How did so that opportunity you... come about? Uh, so I kind of, I was I went on Missing Curfew the podcast and they kind of hooked me up with um, with Chad's the lead singer's number and then I, he got me tickets for the Edmonton show in June um, and then gave me like behind like all access passes so we got to go to the uh, kind of after party at the arena and then I met the band manager and they did a radio show in Edmonton for the to sing Rockstar in Edmonton. Um, and when I was talking to the band manager, I was like, when you guys come to Raleigh, I, I want to do that. And he's like, yeah, we can make that happen. Um, That's so his one, his one request though, he wanted to wear the stormy costume <laughs> and, two and two t-shirts out of, uh, oh my stormy gosh. mascot. Um, but uh, that would have been amazing. Stormy's, uh, Stormy's a pretty big figure, uh, around the hurricanes and they didn't allow that, but luckily I still got to sing. <laughs> That would yeah, have been I, wild. <laughs> I I was a little jealous. I had tickets to that show and I was sick, so I couldn't. But my friends were there and they were telling, they were sending me nonstop pictures and stuff. They said the boys there, they could hear them cheering for you when you're coming up. And uh, our uh, media uh, kind of graphic designer, Jules, was there. And she actually, at the season ticket member, she gave you, a, I think, a picture of you yeah. up on the stage. Yeah, I got the and picture. It's cool. Yeah, so she was like, she was telling me you were killing it. So yeah. you, 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 I know you say you're starstruck and like it was kind of nerve wracking. Was it more so even than like the stadium series? Because I mean, that's a lot of people looking that was at you too. Be my next question. Yeah, but I like, I'm <laughs> doing what, I'm, I'm, doing what I'm pretty good at. Like, I, I'm yeah. supposed to be good at hockey. Like, I'm not a good singer. So um, I think you're, when you're doing something that you're meant to be good at, it just kind of is easier or flows better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's obviously like I've been playing hockey in front of a lot of people for a long time. So it's just kind of mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm not going to say you get used to it, but it's just part of, part of it. And um, definitely never, I've done karaoke in front of 50 people, but never karaoke in front of 20,000 <laughs> or 25. Many, yeah. I don't know how much Walnut right. Creek seats, but. Um, yeah. Well, everyone seemed to, I, I mean, you say you're not a singer, but I haven't heard one bad thing about it. Everyone was just <laughs> living that you were up there on that stage. Yeah, so. I think they might have been tuning up my microphone pretty good too, but <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't really care what I sounded like. I just wanted my stage presence to be known, and I definitely did that. I was slapping asses, and it was incredible. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's a kids show. I probably can't say that. Sorry. Uh, no, it, you're, it's you're not. Good. It's not. You're it's good. Not you're good. <laughs> we are beyond though. We're beyond that. Uh, but I do want to kind of rewind the clock back to the playoffs, especially the second round. Like, how was that experience like for you? Just absolutely going off against the Devils and just seeing everyone like losing their minds on social media. Just yeah, you, you were known as the Wayne Gretzky. You were known as Wayne Gretzky there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was a great yeah, goal no, was, call though. <laughs> that was, was a great I goal call. I enjoyed that. It was um, my confidence is a is an amazing thing. I've said it before and. 
other interviews, but um, whenever you get feeling it and just feels like everything's kind of clicking and that's kind of what happened. And um, yeah, I, I, I feel like there's always kind of like one of those stories around or a playoffs where you're like, okay, this guy kind of came out of nowhere. And um, yeah, it was definitely cool to be, be that guy. And um, I, I felt like our whole team played well against Jersey. I was just oh, the yeah. one that kind of had, like I was, had the point total or whatever but um yeah it was it was it was cool I'm not gonna say I was I was enjoying it I I, out of out of two years ago when I'd log on on Twitter and I'd be getting carved and then after going on Twitter there I was like okay I can go on Twitter again so and I don't (laughs) think people on Twitter too realize how much you guys see yeah, well. no, that, okay, is so true. that was a, yeah. kind of an eye opener for <laughs> yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I guess when I said that in the in the media the one year, everybody's like, oh, uh, how are they seeing all this stuff? And it's like, well, it's we got family members that look out for us. We got like there's right. eyes and ears everywhere. So, well, it's, um, it's not just you either, because Jarvis said he was also seeing some feedback on his on his new tattoo. So, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh that was his, there was like six fingers or something. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, some people just need to shut up. no so kind of playing off of playoffs going into this upcoming season too obviously there's some new faces to the team is there a kind of narrative that you guys are talking about in the locker room kind of going into this season that you guys want to get done um I don't know I I don't think there's a a, not anything needs to be talked about it's kind of like a quiet confidence that we created the last five being since rod took over it's like okay we know how we're gonna play um every team knows how we're gonna play we're gonna do it the same way every night and usually we're gonna come out successful and then you put in the amount of skill that our team has and about amount of workers and everybody doing it the right way from top to bottom and then obviously you look at our the strength of our team since i've been here has been our defense and um I think every year I keep saying it's getting better and better and better. And um, this year is no different. It's probably the deepest decor I've seen on an NHL roster. So um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, and then you bring back your two goalies that had a phenomenal, like two years ago, they win the Jennings last year. They were um, unbelievable. Then you have another guy in the weeds. That's obviously phenomenal. So, um, but then you gotta, then you gotta, manage expectations too like obviously we're meant to be a good team now we need to go out and prove it and do what we need to do to be at the top come april nice yeah how how excited are you to get your uh lock your hallway yelling buddy back at mr Svechnikov <laughs> back in the lineup yeah no i'm i he i feel like obviously this is a big injury and he's been he works his butt off harder than anybody uh, probably in our team next to rod um <laughs> but, uh, rod, rod yeah. bernsey yeah. andre yeah. to be able to like see how much he puts into it and how much he's trying like he's working as like i said he's working so hard every day to get back and um obviously when you have an injury of this caliber you have good days and bad days and we're just trying to keep his good days good days and eliminate the bad days but it's it's hard because you're trying he's trying to get to where he needs to be and then some days it's like okay maybe it's not there and then some days he feels great so um we're just trying to get him to feel great all the time and the time will come soon hopefully yeah yeah Yeah. and like what rod was saying it's like what you focus on one one win at a time so one day at a time for an injury like that too i mean 
we want to get them back, but we don't, we want to get them back, you know, towards the, like for the end result, like we yeah. lost him towards the end last time. So yeah, he, and we, we obviously felt it not having him. If you, he's a difference maker on the ice. So um, we were, don't want to rush him back by no means. He means a lot more in May and June than he does in, september and october so well they i know they're taking every precaution with him and i'm happy to watch the training staff work with him every day and he'll he'll he's in good hands so happy yeah. for him yeah absolutely. Uh, um one last question before we let you because i know you yeah know, um but like, <laughs> so the captain jordan Saul gets his contract essentially like what, what what was that like just hearing that you know you got the captain back for another four years and just knowing that you got your whole line back together because they also extended uh jesper foss as well yeah no i'm uh obviously i i didn't think it was never i didn't think it was not gonna happen so um, right <laughs> obviously i was i was more worried about quickie just because it's jordo has been here forever and i know he's mm-hmm. He he. Wa- this is the only place he wanted to be, and I, I obviously I feel the same for Quickie too. But it's a little different when you're you've only been for two instead of twelve or thirteen. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, but definitely happy to have both those guys back and um, just know exactly kind of what they do and our games kind of all mesh together really well. And um, if we're li- if hopefully we can play together. If we don't, then um, I'm sure if he needs us to play together at some point, it's easy to put us together. So um, no, for sure. Happy to have I mean, we, those guys back. We never know. I mean, we jokingly, cause we would say the third line with you guys, like you guys were always the line that everyone could count on being together last yeah. season. <laughs> uh, cause we always joke to love to call him Rod Blindamore a little bit. Uh, but we look forward to if you guys play together, you guys had great chemistry. So if that yeah. happens, we are excited, but we're excited to see Martin playing anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got, right. I got, oh, I you're got good. Many, many rock star coming in with his guitar. So. <laughs> nice, I nice. I might have to head out, guys. So no, yeah. totally fine. Uh, you're so, good. Yeah, I know you're good. So uh, before we let you go, uh, is there anything you want to uh, promote real quick, or um, you know, the beer, the chair? No, no, it's all good. I'm just. Uh, I, you've been you've been wanting me to get on for a long time, so I'm happy to make it work. And uh, no, we, we definitely make sure, we, make sure you don't leave me off your lineup chart. <laughs> next year I good. knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew. You know, I am sorry for that. Totally, hundred percent. Oh god. Yeah. So yeah. No, when you said that to me, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I'm like the one tweet Jordan Martin I saw was that one. I was calling you Marty Constantine through the whole. Playoff, yeah. Th- so yeah. Like, thank you oh. for giving. Thank you for giving all of us a second chance on that. Yeah. No, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and continued success in your pod. Thank you. Can't wait to see you this season. You have a great season, Jordan. (laughs) Big thank you to Marty for jumping on with us. That was so much fun. Just being able to to talk to him and also get roasted (laughs) at the same time. That was. It was funny because when because when you started talking about the exit interviews, I like I could tell all of our faces at the point we were like, "Oh, is he gonna say here it?" Comes. Here it and comes. Then, and then he did. <laughs> then I'm like, "Okay, maybe you know, maybe it's not you know, all right, you know, he didn't say anything, no big deal." And then right at the end, it's like, "Here you go." And it's like, yeah, I, I was I was waiting for it, but no, he. <laughs> big shout out to Marty for coming on. Like I said, 15, 20 minutes, a lot of great stories talking about his summer. And all that stuff. What a what a summer of 2023 for Jarn Martin. Just mm-hmm. everything got going on. And this was even before he even did the NC State game, too, being the hype man for uh one of their games. So 
that was so yeah, and and Mike told us when we when we let Mike know that we managed to get uh, Jordan for the hundred. Mike was like, "Oh, you're gonna have some fun stories. He's gonna have some great conversation." And he was not wrong. No, he, was he not wrong. no, he was not wrong. Even even Walt said it too. He's like, "You guys are really gonna enjoy him and stuff like that too." So yeah, like I said, it was just being able to have him for episode one hundred, like. You can't get any better than that Mm-mm. for your for a milestone episode like this. Like we thought, okay, let's get to episode fifty, see where it goes. Then it's like, all right, let's see, get to episode one hundred and see where we go. And this is our <laughs> huge guest for episode one hundred. Oh, yeah. Our our first ever Hurricanes player on the podcast. Hopefully, so, the first of a few. Yes, it would would be great for the podcast. There, it would there, be awesome there, to kind of chat with them. Yeah, there's a long wish list of players, people with the team, and all that stuff, too. Yeah, there's still a long wish list we need to get through for guests on the podcast. But just to get Marty right away for where we're at, can't oh, yeah. get any better than that. What's so, the brand that you've created that, that people now associate this podcast with anyway, especially in the Fancy Duck Boys? But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so crazy the fact of where we're at right now, just a great community of you know people that support us and all that stuff and we're the crazy part is we're about a couple hundred downloads away from hitting ten thousand too so i mean oh yeah i think this episode will definitely help us get to that goal episode 100 10 000 downloads all time yeah I, absolutely the trajectory is going up for sure and i will have to say this though kyle from um the hockey podcast network he actually we talked uh, for a few minutes the other day before we did this episode and uh you know he wanted to congratulate us and just all that stuff too. So Kyle, big thank you for uh, the support, and we're just lucky to be with the with the network. The network is great. Yeah, thanks a lot, boss man. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, speaking, speaking speaking of which, so so supportive quick. for a Calgary fan, man. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> speaking of Kyle and Calgary, so I am going to drop some cool news though. So the boss man is actually going to be joining us for an episode of the Search Cast before the Calgary Hurricanes game next month. And we're going to be doing a live stream um, where we're just going to you know, do our live reactions while watching said game too. So if you want to check that out, make sure to join us for our live stream for the Absolutely. Calgary Hurricanes game. So I don't know if all of us are going to be there, but pro- some of us will be there along with Kyle. So that's going to be a fun little crossover. And plus we're going to have run by the search cast. You know, it's going to be a wild one. Oh, if I am able, if I am able to be there, you guys think I rose Zach. I rose Kyle a hundred percent. Oh yeah. The game's in Calgary too, cats. Unless you're going to be in Calgary. I mean, good chance. Good chance. All three of us might be there. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's a Wednesday night. So if you got nothing going on Wednesday night and want to watch the game and watch us, just talk a whole lot of crap to Kyle about the flames. You might want to stick around for that live stream coming next month. But so before we go into anything else and all that good stuff, we've got to talk about some amazing sponsors. And the first sponsor we got to talk about is DraftKings. And thankfully, we finally got a hockey one, guys. No more football. Mm-hmm. We are officially doing a hockey ad read. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook and for this week, there is a few games they have on there. This one I thought would be very interesting, especially for one Miss Bailey Curtis, who for some reason has the Avs as her second team. It is what it is. We all make certain choices. But the uh, Colorado Avalanche are playing the Seattle Kraken tomorrow night for a 10 p.m. 
Eastern game. And for the money line, the Avalanche are actually a minus 148 to the Seattle Kraken's plus 124. Uh, for the puck line, the Avalanche are one and a, is a minus one and a half, and that's actually set at plus 164, while the Kraken are a plus one and a half, and that's set to 198, and that's a minus 198. Uh, Over-under is set at two six and a half which is a minus 105 for Colorado and a minus 115 for the Kraken. So there's those games. You also got Islanders, Oilers, Sharks, Ducks. Uh, those games are tonight. So when this does drop later this afternoon, you might still have a chance to, you know, bet on some of the later, the seven o'clock games and the eight o'clock games and stuff like that. But if you're looking for tomorrow, Islanders, Oilers, Avalanche, Kraken. So make sure you go check those out with um, Sportsbook. DraftKings, but download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www1800 800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023 all rights reserved. Now, our next sponsor we got to talk about, and they've been with us for officially 100 episodes of the podcast, Miss Bailey Curtis. Please talk about the OG of the OGs, Primal X Hockey. So unless you guys have been living under a rock and don't like hockey or something, which if you don't like hockey, why the heck are you here? Um, be sure to go check our, our day one sponsors of the podcast and Primo X Hockey. Still got their BOGO 50% off all laces uh, deal going on. So if that's not enough of an incentive for you, I don't know what is. Uh, but anything your heart desires in regards to tape, socks, laces, pucks and balls, grips, protective gear, uh, merch, which their merch is awesome. That's like best reason to go over there. Um, be sure to, again, go check out primoxhockey.com. Go to checkout, put some items in your cart, and use code SurgeCast for 20% off of your order. That is right. Sebastian Ajo discount. It's great. But if, you know, maybe online shopping's not for you, whatever, they do have a warehouse nearby Raleigh. Uh, be sure to check out their warehouse, which if I'm not mistaken, they have a brand new warehouse. Um mm-hmm. It's fourteen. It's fourteen oh one. Digs driving at fourteen eleven. So same area, just a bigger. There you spot. go. So yeah, bigger warehouse, be- better options for you guys. Hopefully, uh, so be sure to go check them out Monday through Saturday. Sunday they are closed, um, but again, be sure to go check them out. You don't get a discount in there, but if you guys have skates, go take them in for five dollars skate sharpening. It's great. They're awesome. Great group of guys. Like I said, or like me and Zach said, been with us since before there was a podcast to uh, episode to sponsor. So um, we really appreciate 
them dealing with our shenanigans. Uh, so in order to show off that support, be sure to go check them out. Again, primalogshockey.com or 1401 Digs Drive Suite E. Yes. Please go do that because support them, support us. And our last sponsor we're going to talk about real quick before we get to the meat and potatoes of the episode, Kat, we let the people know about Raycon. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but now it's November and I've seen more and more Christmas lights go up. Um, I'm all for it. Decorate whenever you want. I'm personally not going to start the Christmas music anytime soon because I really <laughs> don't want to wear it out as a December baby. It has a very special meaning for me, but it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays for some people, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? I mean, honestly, it's already a nightmare normally during the year. So take advantage of it now, especially online. Um, especially when you get some of you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. Even as I pull up their website, the first thing that greets you is early Black Friday site Friday site-wide sale, 20 to 50% off. Like they are ready to give you their products for a very good discount. Um, as someone that is currently looking for um, some new in-the-ear headphones, it's very interesting to me because I'm looking and trying to judge between their everyday earbuds and their fitness earbuds, which one would be better suited for what I need them for. Um, but yeah, so of course you've heard us talk about Raycon before and many of our other lovely podcasts on uh, THPN. Um, but we want to talk about it now when you can get great deals. I mean, honestly, we're all about getting good deals to you guys as our lovely listeners. Uh, Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. I don't know about you, and I know as much as you guys love my TikToks when they come out, that sounds great to me because sometimes I don't want the audio to be blasting from my phone as I'm trying to do some silly sound or something. So having them right in my ear so only I can hear them or, you know, just commuting, um, walking from uh, downtown, walking through the stores, everything. You don't you just want to listen to some music and not really make eye contact or talk with people. Fantastic. Uh and this past year, they expanded their entire business with an introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. That's great. You get home, you need to charge your phone before you go to the hockey game, grab one of those bad boys, they'll be charged ASAP, and then you won't be in the middle of the game and be like, my phone only has 20%. Will it last me to the end of the game to record the Canes winning another game? Now you don't have to worry about that. They also, their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap. It gets chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth. You know, actually clean is a great thing to have with your water. <laughs> Sometimes take that for uh, granted. I mean, I've definitely been places where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like going down to the kitchen and getting something like out of the filter of the fridge. So I'm like, I'll just grab it from the tap. If you ever had that and then you're like, ooh, this tap is disgusting. This might be the best thing for you. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering, again, 20% off everything on their site to select products up to 50% off. 
So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Go get some fun Black Friday sales. There's some great, there's some great holiday gifts in there for sure. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, why not get some cool Raycons? Yeah, because I have a pair. They're actually the red ones, and they're actually really good. I really enjoy them. So why not get some cool I'm, headphones? So Yeah, and you can even, if you're going to go tailgate for the Canes, I mean, they have some. They have a power boombox speaker for only 60 bucks and the everyday speaker for only 20 right now. That's, that's not bad. That's a, Yeah, that's actually not bad for the tailgates, too, if you want to get the tunes going, because why not? Because you, you, you got a party, and I mean... This is the Marty Party episode, so. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why not, right? Um, so uh, our last episode, you know, we talked to the guys from, you know, the Sabres and then, you know, the Hurricanes played a couple games. Um, a little back-to-back. Yeah, just like New York. did. There was a split. Um, we got to talk was about that. We got to talk about the bad before we talk about the good. Okay. That Florida Panthers game was um Okay, we talked about it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I didn't I wasn't able I was gonna watch the highlights of it and watch it the next day because our lovely friends at Valley decided they still didn't want to do their streaming job. It's fine. Um so I was gonna watch it the next day because my parents thankfully have uh Spectrum and they were gonna record it for me. I saw the feedback of the game and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll save my mental health and not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... But, but there was one highlight from that game. And that is the return of one of our favorite defensive pairings. Yes. And Pesci and oh, Shay. Yes. He's back, baby. We got Brett Pesci back. I'm so excited. Yeah, also, you, if you, you check you know out Brian. You know Brian. You check out, oh, oh, 100%. I mean, you check out Ryan Hinkle's his recent article. Uh, he spoke about even in that game where we were lacking defensively, uh, Brett and uh, Brady were a highlight in that game, actually. They had great numbers, um, and then they did it again in the following game. So it's great to see our one of our strong defensive fairy come back and kind of looking like they never missed a step. Yeah, they really did. And this was actually from Walt Ruff. Um and the fact that I think he talked to, yeah, I forget who he talked to. Um, it was basically talking about, you know, nobody is looking forward to Brett Pesci's return more than Bray Shea. And then Bray Shea said, everyone knows how important he is to the team. He's definitely been missed on and off the ice. So to get him back soon will be huge, which was, because here's the crazy part too, and I really like this stat. Since Shea was required by the Hurricanes in 2020, it's already been three years since we got Brady Shea, which is crazy. The two have played over 3,000 minutes together, the second most by any defensive pairing in the NHL. So it goes to show why the chemistry is so great with these guys. When you play over 3,000 minutes together, when it's the second most out of all pairings. They were on They were on the ice for both of our goals, only on the ice for one goal against. Um, and Brady's been the uh, – Packing in some more of those assists recently, so he really has been. He's gotten a lot more assists. I mean, that's it's good to see um, how that's working out for him. But yeah, it's just it's good to see we got Brett back. 
unfortunately, I wish the the game was better than it was. But what can you do? It. I mean, there's really nothing you can do about that at that point. Um, there is one more highlight. Sorry, I said there was only one. There's two <laughs> technically. Yes. Because with that KK goal, KK mm-hmm. has been a part of a goal with every winger in the lineup at five v five in 2023. Which is insane to think of. Yeah, because I think at that time it was his sixth goal in his 13th point. Wait, Zach. Of the wait. Season. He be, if if you're quiet a second. Oh, yeah, we can hear Montreal being very upset about this. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I can hear them yelling from here. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It is what it is, and it's – I mean, right I, now – I mean, he, we know that. Montreal fans might not. So we, we yeah. got to be sensitive to them because Lord knows – and the thing is, say something it, out of whack. It's fine. They yeah. they moved on to trying to compare who's the better overtime player right now. So it's okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Cole Caulfield and Martin Nietzsche. Say okay. Um, like there's this, even a fight to be had there, but I digress. With so with KK though, he's actually so after the after the last night's game against him, he is actually joint tied for first place in points on the team. But we'll get to who he's actually tied with because the other guy who he is tied with. He's got a couple goals recently in the last couple games. Um, Sebastian Ajo did score against Florida. One of only the two goals that they had because, you know, him and KK just, you know, want to do everything together because why not? So, I mean, the P- the PK did their job four for five. I mean, they're still – they're they're getting better as the games are going along. So, we're – and luckily the team isn't taking too many penalties like they used to. So it seems like the PK is finally figuring itself out. And, of course, the power play is still red hot, still top 10 in the league. So Yeah, again, it was high praise when we had the guys on um, talking about the Sabres, and they were giving us high praise uh, yeah. about our bit on a kill. We really appreciate it. I mean, that is something Kane's fans take very high. Yeah. Like, we have pride in that. Our, I mean, I'm very excited to see our power play actually doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never wanted that to come at the cost of our pride and joy in the penalty kill. So to see that getting back into its former yeah. glory is really nice. Um, I feel bad. I felt so bad for Antioranta in that game though against Florida because that was just yeah. Um, he, he couldn't catch the break. Like you, if you saw the stat card, I mean, and, there, there was like three or four guys that stood out. Everyone else was just, it, it was, it was definitely one of those games where total defense was not the greatest outside of, outside of Shea. And I think it was Brett, like it was, it, it was okay, but it wasn't the greatest. And I mean, and I know a lot of people were being like a little, and I understand it. Like that's the team that, you know, kicked you out of playoffs. Like, yeah. why, you're like, why aren't the boys more fired up? Why aren't they coming in there wanting a little revenge? And I can see both sides of it. Um, like, I obviously you want to win every game. I don't know if they're going to come into it with the animosity of the playoffs just yet. If we see them again in the postseason, I can definitely see that. I mean, we've seen it with other teams that we've met postseason. Um, we're not, like, looking at the Bruins and everything, being like, all right, this year it's not going to be the same. Um, I don't know if you greet them with that same revenge mindset in the mm. early part of the season, especially, you know, we're, ch- we're switching up lines. you got some new guys. Um, I definitely can see it further down the line, but I, I do think there was a little, uh, the team was a little lack, lackadaisical. 
Yeah. So uh, I mean, Rod's Rod's yeah. quote. You, we all knew he kind of probably tore them a new one um, because yeah. his quote that Walt said. Do you want to read it, Zach? No. Oh, do you or do you have it on your screen or? I have it. Yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah you go ahead and read it. Our top guys weren't very good tonight. You're not going to win if they're not consistently at least matching the other team's top guys. If you watch Florida's top guys, they were all over. I don't know where our top guys were. And that was post game Rod Brindamore. Um, yeah. You also had a you also had um, our guest of this episode, Marty Man, coming out and saying, "Yeah, that wasn't good." Like you could tell that he was also very fired up and like, "All right, guys, we need to yeah. we need to get into this. This isn't how we play." Yeah, because that's what Walt. Yeah, well, that's what Walt said too. He's like, he's like, that was probably the most frustrated room he's seen in his three years with the Hurricanes so far. Like, that's really seeing some for the fact you got Rod both frustrated and annoyed and disappointed all at the same time, and you got one of your captains because Marty does split the A on the road with Sebastian Ajo, but you can tell that there was a lot of guys who were not happy with the fact that, and they're even saying that guys are still having bought in. So it begs the question of like, okay, who are the guy? Who aren't the guys that are buying in? Like, of what's going on? Because the fact that it's been said multiple times already in the last couple of weeks, which three, you, I think three, three times, yeah, three times in the last couple of weeks. And the thing is, you haven't really heard that in the Rod Brandmore era at all. So it it is a little concerning. And at the same time, it's like, okay, who really is it? Because is it the new guys? Is it former? Yeah. Is it the current? Is it guy who's been there for a while? It, it, we're not going to speculate on who it is. It's just it makes it makes you wonder where the disconnect is right now. Well, we've never heard in, in the RBA era. We've never heard of issues with preparation and work ethic. Like that is right, two things exactly. that have been Carolina hockey. So you yeah. hear that, and it's that's honestly the most concerning because it's. I mean, honestly, yeah. you look around the league and you see some teams that are very stacked with talent, and they're falling apart. So, mm -hmm. but we could always say that, you know, I love to joke around. You know what? I'll just say it. the Oilers, a team with superstars is been falling apart. And I love to joke around because everyone likes to say we don't have the superstars, but we have always had the work ethic and the preparation that it didn't matter. When you start taking that away, I'm not saying it hurts them not to have superstars, but that is the characteristic of Carolina hockey. And so you take away that and it's like, I'm not, I can't argue for this team then because you're taking yeah. away what we're known for um yeah. it's definitely it was definitely a concern to see for sure and just the fact that you know, rod say what he did in martinuck and stuff like that too it's just it was one of the that's i think it was definitely the wake-up call that the team needed which we will talk about in a second but i do want to bring up this amazing stat though from the game didn't end well but there was some cool things that come out of this game um the so martinuck did get two assists that night against florida and it was on both of the goals. Um, it was his first regular season multi-point game since December 23rd of 2022. So it's good to see Marty get back in a, in a regular season multi-point game of the season. So that is really cool to see. But, yeah, just for the fact of how upset everyone was, it's just – it's crazy. Yeah. Um, the How it went down and the thing – so – Actually, Walt just tweeted this out. So this is from moneypuck.com. The top four lines by expected goal percentage with a minimum of 70 minutes played through regular five-on-five. Five. Guess who's sitting first out of all the lines right now? Martin McStall and Foss, 71.6% mm -hmm. 
of goals expected percentage. The Which next is the, the if, next next best Marchment, Sagan, and Duchesne of the of the Stars at sixty six point three. I will say though, with that uh, MSF line, we did see that broken up a little bit during one of the last two games. Uh, last night's game. That was, yeah, the last night's game was the first one. I was kind of surprised by that because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that's. It was it was an interesting it, lineup to say the least. That makes I'm, oh. 100%. And that kind of makes me think it kind of makes me think is that line so consistent? Like we've always like, you know, touch that line, don't break it up. But if that's also the line of the guys that are buying in and are strong and on the Carolina hockey, put them mm-hmm. on the other lines to influence the other guys that they're with. Yeah, 100% for sure. Um, and one more thing we got to talk about before we move on to the last night's game. Uh, Michael Bunting actually played in his 200th NHL game. Uh, against the Panthers. Um, he even said, to play in this league is, is special every night. It's tough to get here. I don't take any of it for granted. I never lost belief in myself. I never thought I didn't belong. I just kept plugging away and waiting for my opportunity. Here's the so the, here's the crazy part. He just played his 200th NHL game. He actually played in 323 American Hockey League games over six seasons before getting his shot with the Maple Leafs. And now he's played in 200 NHL games. So big congrats to Michael Bunting for uh, that accomplishment. You love to see it for a guy who just basically plugged away for over six years in the American, make it to the NHL and play 200 games. And mm-hmm. Bailey, you can attest to this because you know, we both cover American Hockey League teams and stuff like that. And it's, and you know, we've had Andrew Rinaldi on, we've had Elaine Shearcliffe and all, and you know, Everyone that we, all the people that we know in the in the AHL that covers these teams, um, the AHL isn't a demotion. It's not a punishment mm-hmm. league. It's a league where you're supposed to develop and get better, and then make yourself an AHL. You have to think about it. a lot of these guys that you see in the NHL. Good majority of them had to go to the AHL first, and then eventually make it to the NHL. Like, not mm-hmm. every player is a McDavid, a Drysaddle, mm-hmm. a Crosby. Or Seth Jarvis, who goes from the Portland Winterhawks and makes it on the NHL roster. It's just, it's not, it's not. I mean, you, you look at guys like Jack Drury, who spent a considerable amount of time with our AHL affiliates. Steph who, Nason and mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Chatfield, too. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, it's Steph, Steph Nason, who's bounced back and forth. Like, yeah. he was up in the big leagues and then he got put down, not saying. You know, not any disrespect to the NHL, but again, he, he got up to the NHL right. and then he got put back down. And he's like, "All right, I'm just going to keep working until I get my chance again." The the thing I was talking about this with somebody else the other day too, and it, it it's not like as a fan, that's maybe how you look at it. Is a oh, it's a league under it. It, it is a like you're not as good to play this kind of hockey. Like it, it is a demotion if you go from here to here and then back up here and then back down here. Um, a lot of guys really understand. Like it's just part of the job. That's really all it is. Like I, I think players are at a point where they understand that you know they're people the people who are making those kinds of moves have their best interests at heart Mm -hmm. they want to see them grow into the player that these coaches know that this player is capable of being and in order to get from point a to point b staying up in the show isn't always going to be your best option like you you go down in a 
in a or to a league where you can sit and maybe get top line minutes, whereas you might be fighting for a spot up in the NHL. And that way too, like you're you're getting that playing time, especially if you have an AHL affiliate, you've got a, a <laughs> system. We where will talk about they that. know <laughs> where they know your system of play. And so they're going to sit and develop you in the way that's going to help you best succeed in this system. Yeah. Um, and, and overall, so you're still, you're still playing hockey. Like it's absolutely. not, um, and you're playing hockey at a level that I'm sorry, us spectators aren't going to be playing. <laughs> like it's still, uh, it's still a pretty high level of hockey. You're still mm-hmm. playing, you're playing with guys that have either played in the NHL as well or they're on their way up and they're young up and coming. Like you're still playing yeah. hockey and you're still playing hockey for a respectable team. It's Absolutely. it's definitely not a demotion. If anything, it's a training stepping stone for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, also it's, you know, if that's where some guys stay, like that's still, that's still great. Like that's, but that's not your peewee hockey, like on Saturdays, like it's still a big deal to be in the NHL. So. Well, Absolutely. you know, like, like it's like Paul Rawski, who was with the Chicago Wolves for a while. And now he's with the Coachella Valley Firebirds and, I don't know why he hasn't gotten a call yet, but that's just another example of a guy who's done it but still is stuck somewhere. But it's it's a thing where it's Zach like, will forever mention him. Zach will forever mention him <laughs> until something happens. Yeah. Hey, me me in front of the podcast, Andrew Rinaldi are waiting for him to finally get his peace and his justice to just get a call. Please make it happen. <laughs> but and the thing is, it's like when we all I think we're all in agreement here. It's like it's a if you're struggling with something, you can go to the American, go and work on it to make it better. Cause then it's like the lights aren't as bright. The media isn't so hard on you when you're able to go and fix the things you need to, then come back. Why and do you think one- when we had Freddie and Ronta that we didn't keep Piotr Kachepkov with us all the time? And look, we did, we look, we did with Syracuse. He absolutely, absolutely went off, got a shot out, mm-hmm. got, got at least three or four wins with Syracuse and they still played them. Everyone's so worried like, Oh, they won't, they won't play them. No, in the American Hockey League, you actually want to. They those teams care about winning most the games teams. Too. Most teams <laughs> okay. really. We'll talk okay. about that. We'll like, talk when, about that. When they're well, given we should... a task, when they're given a task <laughs> of developing a player, it, like yeah. they want to win, but the, yeah. that development also always well, comes they, first and, and, and think about this though too. You think about the Hurricanes, Jacob Slavin, Brent Pesci. Let's say you know if we're going way back, Derek Ryan. All these guys you can think of, guess where they were at at some point? With the Charlotte Checkers mm-hmm. when they were our affiliate. So, yeah, even the big names that you like on this team now who've been here for a while, guess what? They all probably went to the American League. They're not an Andre Svechikov or a Sebastian Ajo where they're automatically on the roster like that and it's no big deal. There's yep. guys who had to go through the American. I so I mean – I mean, I know you said we're going to talk. I mean, we might as well talk about it now. I mean, it just happened. I mean, we might as well. And then it'll lead into it. We, uh, are yeah. we, we talking about the booty call situation? Oh, 100%. Oh, you, 100%. You, 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 had, you, had, you, had, you had a word like that. You had a word so, like that. So how else are you going to word it? Well, well, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Rinaldi did put it that way. So big thank you to Andrew. So you know, we he's, have you know, re- he's excited. We have reassigned Dominic. Pensori. 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 Mm-hmm. Griffin Mendel and Ronan Seeley from yeah, the Norfolk Ronan. Admirals mm-hmm. to the Chicago Wolves. Yeah. Um, I just wanted also, to make that call. <laughs> also, though, who do you think? Who do you think made that a call? <laughs> oh God! Hey, uh, we're one six and one. <laughs> Can we get some of your prospects back? <laughs> we also, I mean, Panarabov also went there. Like he's also mm-hmm. been reassigned there. Granted, the guy. Okay, 
this is and and uh andrew said this well the parents went through a divorce all right that's affecting the kids <laughs> like the kids the kids all want to play on a team together and uh, it's, great, it's, they want to play they want to play for a team through. they want to play for a team that's leading up into the nhl i don't i don't know what the wolves are thinking because players go to play in the ahl not only for like we said for great opportunities to play hockey but a lot of them want to have that nhl call up you yeah. know it's a great way to do that having an nhl affiliate it's great well there, there's also the idea too because panamarov he was playing with the tucson roadrunners and apparently he told reporters that he didn't want to be there anymore and that he wanted yeah. to go to the wolves. So there, there's obviously some sort of like, I don't know if it has to do with, hey, I know other guys are pushing for this as well. I want to go play with them. Or it's a, hey, they I want to be, I wanna be with this organization. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, so. it was, it was, it's definitely a thing where it's, we were all joking about it, about, you know, booty calling or, you know, a parent trap situation. I think the guys really just, the, the guys that were in Norfolk really wanted to play in the AHL because obviously the. It's nothing against the ECHL, but no. at, at that certain level, you have to be there, and you can't. It breaks down to two honor. things: the Canes like wanting honor. to, uh, the Canes wanting, the Canes honoring, like, hey, our players want to play together. It's best for them to develop together, as was intended. We want them to have the best experience, work the best, because then that's who the guys that we want to develop and bring up to us. They're still with us, but if they want to play there, great. And the Wolves being like, you know what? We're kind of sucking right now. So that would actually be great for us. So that's what it pretty much comes down to is both like the Canes recognizing this is what's best for our players and the Wolves. I'm, you know, not for sure, but I feel like a little bit of like taking in like a pride hit of being like, yeah, maybe we could use the guys that we technically would have had if we didn't want to go independent. No, my question is how long is it before we get Dylan Coughlin out to Chicago as well instead of Springfield? With the Thunderbirds, that's the he's that's doing the great in Springfield. No, I'm just saying. I, I wonder when he's going to move over to Chicago as well, and just have all, just bring the band back together in Chicago. Because mm-hmm. Yana Perez is no one knows if he's going to stay in Norfolk or if he's going to get moved up too. I guess it all depends on what Chicago wants to do. But like I said, we we're all joking about it, but it's good to see all the guys back. You know, we just got to poke a little fun because. Because it wouldn't be necessary. Literally, all of these antics wouldn't be necessary if the wolves didn't do what they did. Like, let's just—if you—if if you can't handle the slight jabbing and the chirps, maybe hockey isn't your sport. <laughs> it's—it's it's a joke. We're just joking, but it's good to see. No, I said it last time. If you like, if you watch hockey, you got to be able to take a hit. Yep. But it's good to see a lot of the guys back together. So it, it's. It's it, it definitely is a very interesting situation, but you know Andrew Rinaldi's somewhere just fits. Andrew Rinaldi does not work for the Chicago Wolves. Can we just clarify <laughs> so he, that? He was finally able to put the, that in he his He just bio. writes about them. <laughs> yes, it's so good to see that he, he was actually right to put that in his bio. I do not work for the Wolves. Using actually, a meme of Piotr is not mean anything, except it's a meme. That's what the internet is. <laughs> I will say though that meme of the "Hey, you up?" text. That meme was so great. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves just texting story. He sends that to us in our group chat, and Zach goes, "Dude, if you don't post that, I fucking will." <laughs> and he pretty much did. And I'm just, I'm just enjoying it the fact that it was the meme of the day, and this was like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, call it. It's done. 
don't any other meme will not compare to this one. Yep. It, it's so great. It's so great. Um, so the Hurricanes also played last night in Tampa, and everyone's wondering, you know, what's gonna happen? How are the Hurricanes gonna respond after just basically getting kind of needed but... to be a statement game? Kind of needed to yep. be a statement game. How are you gonna yep. respond when you're one of your leaders and your coach kind of calls you out for how you're playing? And we did talk about we talked about the, the the line got blended up. The third line did break up. They had Foss on the fourth line. Tara Vina was on the third line with Marinook and Jordan Stahl. Yeah, we uh, had Svetch, Aho, and Jarvis, Bunting, yeah. KK, Natchez, Martinuk, Stahl, Tara Vinan, Nason, Jury, and Quippy. That second line, I mean, that second line is still pretty solid. <laughs> Even without Tavo on there, and you still got um, Kakaniami with Bunting and Natchez. Like, those three together. Bunting probably finally did something. Sorry. He's on my fantasy. He probably he finally did something. He hasn't been doing anything the last couple of games. Oh my goodness! Sorry, yeah. not, sorry to say it. I would, I love to see he got on there with KK and he got some production, and I love to see it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's so Piotr's in net, looking for one, his first win of the season after dominating the AHL with the Syracuse Crunch, and boy, did he deliver! He even oh, got the yeah. he, he got the he got the chaos T shirt. Um, after the game, so you love to see it because he got a twenty-three save shutty for his first of the year. And Played I want to so say, well. Kane Stat Brand. If you're not following them at this point, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're under are... a rock, man. Go follow this man. Yes, the last <laughs> in the last fifty years. This is the list of goalies that have had five shutouts in their first thirty games. Yeah, think about that. Five shutouts in the first thirty games of his career. Start from. The, the oldest to the most recent, uh, Steve Mason, 2009. Antti Niemi, 2010. Cam Talbot, put There's that in name. some person. 2014. Martin Jones, 2015. <sighs> Jordan Bennington, 2019. <laughs> Oof, Marones. Elvis Mers- Leakins, 2020. You love to see that. Uh, Ilya Sorot. Ilias Sorokin, 2021, and this year, Kachetkov has joined the list of guys with five shutouts. You got to be happy happy for the Russian. He's earned it. Absolutely. He also, again, as we talk about guys going down to the AHL and playing, I mean, I know for a while everyone's like, why do we have him down there? Like, he's obviously so ready to come up here because he was just killing mm-hmm. it down there. But also, the development of being down there and to now is, like, mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I, many of us tweeted about it last night. There were so many little – every time we played Tampa, it gets a little scrappy. There were so many little scraps around his neck and net, and then he would normally – the Piotr we all know would reach in, maybe get a little bit in there, be hitting a couple guys. He, he just skated, skated away. away. Like, that's maturity. He well, was like, he, I'm playing a fantastic game. I don't need to be involved in any of this. Like, we actually he, we actually got a power play out of one of those scrums because I forget who it was. Someone pushed Orlov into uh, Piotr, and we got a power play out of it. So mm-hmm. there's that. I do want to say this, though, about shutouts. And it's very fitting because this is from Mike Comito on Twitter. On this day in 2000, Archer's Irby became just the second European born goalie in the NHL history to record 25 shutouts. Hurricanes legend Archer's Irby with a shutout of his own. 
So familiar names, good company. Uh, I I would say so. I would see some really really good company with that. Um, but overall though, I mean, what a night for these guys. Like I said, Tabo got his ninth of the season on the power play. Aho Nietzsche's got assists on that goal, and then second period, Sebastian Aho gets his second in two games. You'd love to see him getting getting the goal ticks up. Now it was his fourth of the season with you know Mr. Svechnikov and Jacob Slavin getting assists on those goals. And then in the third period, because why not Brent Burns with his third, Brady Shea it's... doing Brady Shea's things. Gets a, get this, though. That's Brady Shea's 10th assist already this season. And ten, that moves ten assists Burns in 15. The, that also moves Burns into the top 10 of all-time goals by a defenseman in the NHL history. And well, how many is that right now for him? Does it say or? Oh, I don't have that up in front of me right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just curious, but no, it's just awesome to see. I think he's right, I, and I think he's right behind. I think he's right behind uh, Headman for the Tampa oh. Bay. Oh, there you go then. But um, also with that, with his his defensive partner, our boy Jacob Slavin also holds the franchise record for career assists by a defenseman with 197. Yeah, and that was from like Hur- Hurricanes PR. So I mean, they're always great too. So if you're not following them, but. For the fact he's already three shy of 200 assists with the Hurricanes, that's pretty good. So I have the numbers up in front of me. That puts Brent Burns. I actually see him when it comes to most goals defenseman career. He actually sits at number nine. Oh, wow. Um, 248 goals puts him right above Brian Leach. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Ray Bort currently holds that record at 410, followed by of Paul Coffey, Al McInnes, mm. uh, Phil Housley, Dennis Potvin, Larry Murphy, Bobby Orr, and Nicholas Lidstrom. Oh, so Hall of Famer, 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 Hall of Famer. I'm, I'm sensing a theme up. here. I'm sensing. I mean, a theme yeah, here. we talked about. They talked about it on the on the bright. They were like, "Oh, he's going to be have easy company up there when he's finally done oh, yeah. playing." Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh, he'll Brent Burns is gonna be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Norris, bunch of goals, assists. Now, at a Stanley Cup to win, he'll definitely be under the uh, Hall of Fame with you know the Hurricanes. But now, I don't know. Like, I other say. people I think should be in the Hall of Fame, and they don't seem to be listening to me. So I <laughs> obviously Burns should be, but you know we got to be if he's in there, we got to get our our boy Rod in there as well. Oh, the only thing yeah. I will say, though, too, is so he sits at number nine with Nicholas Lidstrom at number eight. Nicholas Lidstrom has 264 goals all time. Brent Burns sits at 248. Uh, That's will, not that big of a gap. He'll catch him. He'll he'll catch Lindstrom for sure. Bobby Orr's right up there with 270, too. So there there's some great opportunities for Burnsy here to make a statement for the rest of his career. Well, you know, he, we got this year and next year with him, too. So we have about a yep. season and what a, what a season and two thirds left. So it's very possible that he could, he could at least catch Bobby Orr before mm-hmm. his current contract's up. And who knows what's out. out. I mean, heck, the Hurricanes could keep him for a, a cheaper contract for a year or two because why not? And just. Moving a little bit farther but down, let's the, not down the pyramid. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> it's a possibility. Um, and then the fourth goal, Steph Nason gets it to, you know, makes it 4 nothing. Bunting and Burns uh, with the assists on that. How about Michael Bunting early on in that game getting a fighting major a minute 41 into the game? Hmm. I mean, there's one way to look at the boys. There's some bad blood with uh, – I mean, honestly, there's always been a little bite with us in Tampa Bay, um, you know, with... And it was uh, also with Chandler Juneau, so I'm not really surprised. Is it, is it 
is it Kudrov? So, who was it that was wanting to fight Aho the one time when it was at home? Uh, no, it was, but probably, then, it was probably Kudrov. Yeah, so we've we've had some some beef there ourselves. Um, yeah. but Bunting also has a history with them, so it's I'm not that surprised. Um, no, let's Watson, go was, the, the Watson was also trying to, yeah, Watson was also trying to cause some drama at the warm ups, crossing the center ice, trying to get over on our side. Yeah, Daniel I saw was not I, having a, that. Yeah, I saw the video uh, on the end Instagram of the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the game, he was also kind of they were down three, four, zero, and he was going around trying to like start some things. So, oh, of course, it was a yeah. very it, that part of the game is always going to be a little chippy, but it's Tampa. Yeah. Um, it's Tampa. They that's, why I that's why I tweeted, and I was like, "Does Bunting have beef with it?" And it wasn't a bad thing. I just feel like of everyone, like he always is finding a way into a scrum more than Nason, which is kind of hilarious to me. But it always feels like there's some like backstory of like tension between him and someone on the other team, and I'm always yeah, like, it, "How does he have that with every team?" And I was like, well, "Is that well, like, a result?" being a leaf <laughs> actually i funny you mentioned that so actually when he was with the leafs like the leafs aren't really known for a team that will the last couple of games they've seen that they've started sticking up for their guys a lot more not against boston though when lillard got hurt and no one went after marchand um yeah there is a lot of history of bunting basically like he draws a lot of penalties and he gets into a lot of like, you know, why I with a bunch of guys and the Leafs are kind of like whatever with it. And that's why a lot of guys didn't want him in Toronto anymore because he got sick of his antics. But it's like, those are the type of things that it gets the hurt that gets your team a lot of power plays. So I think is the fact that he was the only guy that would stick up for teammates when someone got hit pretty bad or well, now they like got that. Reeves. He, he was <laughs> Reeves has done nothing though that's the funny part he's done nothing after the first two games so but yeah you mentioned that yeah because he was the only one that would do something on the Leafs so the basically that's why everyone started targeting him because oh we can get under his skin and get him off the ice and that's basically what led to yeah. it because he was the only one that would stick up for his teammates so we love, so, yeah. I, honestly, again, I love that little bit of sandpaper grit and stuff. It's a, it's a different kind than when we have Lemieux on the ice, in my opinion. So it, all for it. It's timing. It's right place, right time. Well, speaking of Kucherov, so Ryan Henkel tweeted this out, and I thought this was this was a fantastic quote from Steph Nason. Um, so who's, who's 300? It was his 300th game. We talked about it being Bunting's 200th on yeah. uh, against Florida, against Tampa. It was Nason and Natchez's 300th. Both oh. very, uh, Mike talked about it some at the beginning of the game. It was really interesting because, like, two guys hitting 300 NHL games, two guys that play very different styles of hockey, two mm-hmm. guys that have a very different path into being in the hockey. Like, you, you've got Natchez, um, again. How, like he asked, uh, Mike said he asked Rod about it, and you've got Natchez, pure skill. Like, you never know, you, you're so excited to see his game, it's very, uh, like inspiring and just it's non stop. We've seen his overtime goals, yeah, yeah. But with Nason, which I think is one of the highest praise that Rod or anyone can give, he said, You know what, you're gonna get every night from this guy, he is pure consistency. Oh, and I, when he said that, I was like, Talent and skill are great but to have that praise from rod because that's the type of player that rod loves and i was like mm-hmm. that speaks millions of words to go to nason especially on his 300 game a guy that's bounced back and forth between the nhl and the ahl to secure his spot in our lineup especially where he can play on any line and he's going to help out the guys no matter what line he's on oh for sure 
so, so go ahead to his, his quote makes even it's even better now. <laughs> oh, it does. Uh, so for this was from Ryan Henkel. Someone in Tampa asked Nason if uh, Nikita Kucherov's absence had an impact on the Canes being able to win. <laughs> the response is just so spicy, and I'm here for it. You have to go ask them that question. We play our game. I don't really care who they have on their team. Plus, I don't really play against them, so I could care less. <laughs> it's just – it's it's such a Steph Nasa response, and I'm just absolutely here for it. It was – that was just so great. That was so great. It's like I, I don't care who is on the ice. We we're we're going to go play our game. And you know what? Yeah, Kucherov was on the ice, but guess what? The Hurricanes still won 4 nothing. so – Hmm. Are you telling me one guy's going to change the tide of a game? Okay, they have a bunch of other players too. Still had Stammer, still had Hagel, Sergachev. I mean, honestly, sorry, sorry to that, sorry to that reporter. But the question they should have asked is, would it have been different if Vasilevsky was on the ice? (laughs) I think we still would have won. I think we played one of our most complete games. But Vasi is a is a different breed of goalie. Like, yeah, yeah, that would. I'm sorry, Tampa would be playing a lot differently if they had him. Oh yeah, well yeah. The thing is, Tampa also wouldn't be. Let me see standings. Yeah, Tampa also wouldn't be. Six in the Atlantic Division at 16 points, behind Boston at 24, Detroit at 18, Maple Leafs at 18, Panthers 17, the Canadians at 16, and then the Sabres are only one behind, one point behind them with 15, and Ottawa's 12. So, yeah, it'd be, I think it would probably be a lot nicer for them to have Vasilevsky, but the problem is they don't, and this is where they're at. So, there you go. And I will Happens. say this. I will say this to you before the Tampa game. Brian Pesci put it perfectly. Guys, relax. There's 82 games in a season. That's so many games. 82 games. So many games. And the thing is, the Hurricanes, as of right now, are 9-6-0. and 18 points. Guess what? They're only, oh, I don't know. Three behind the Rangers. Now, of course, the Rangers do have two games in hand, but the Hurricanes are still in second. Um, they've played the most games out of the whole division with 15. Oh, We've sorry, also been on the, the road Flyers. the most. We've been yeah. on the road the most. These are away games sorry, I'll, with sorry, guys that have been I've, injured. Yeah, I'll rephrase. <laughs> sorry. The Flyers also have had 15, but the rest of the divisions basically either play 13 or 14 games. Uh, but there's still two points up on the Capitals, three on the Devils, and of course, like I said, two games in here for those guys too. Pittsburgh is at 14 points after 13 games. The Islanders are at 13 after 13, and the Jackets are 11 after 14. But I, but that doesn't. The Hurricanes are still second. It's it's okay, guys. A lot of hockey left. Also, listen, it's like- gonna be okay. <laughs> We shouldn't overreact to every loss. Yeah, the Florida loss, even the team was like, all right. And now we've seen how they respond to that. They are they are very – they are self-aware. They, and they're going to respond, and they're going to go out and be like, they showed us. They're like, okay, we, we understand. All right. For little losses, the ones that are a lot closer and maybe we played really well and then we just get that – like we shouldn't overreact to those. I mean, again, the night that we lost to Florida, you know who also lost? New Jersey Devils. Also, the night that we lost to 
Florida. I mean, it was five two. The last one was empty net. So I mean, it was four, four two. two. So generally four two. There are other teams in the league that should be doing a lot better than they are getting beat. Like, sorry, Bailey, eight one or sorry, eight two. You have there's there's other big blowouts. Seven, no, in the seven, seven nothing, four nothing. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> well, not just you, but like also the I mean the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> like there's the there's flames. teams that there are teams that are something like so even on the games where we're like, ooh, we're not playing well. The team said, ooh, we're not playing well. And it's it's lack of work ethic and that stuff. That stuff, Rod can coach them that stuff. He will mm. work them into getting back into the work ethic part because if you've got him talking to you about it, you've got Marty Man talking to you about it. It's it's gonna come, and the yeah. new guys are get finding their footing. We've got guys coming back from injury. We've got Svetch back, Pesci's back. It's great news. But even on that, when we didn't play our best and we only technically lost four two, mm-hmm. I'll take it. And then yeah. also, we're so early in the season. You tell this is happening in March. I'm upset. Happening right now, it's okay. I mean, let's 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 They're all forget, solving it. Let's not forget last December and Bailey. I mean, you talked about this before. Cat became an official host of the show. We talked about this in December a lot. Remember that stretch of runs where it was a bunch of points, but a lot of overtime losses in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget we, how last December was. Yeah, we not we made a huge statement for ourselves in overtime. Not necessarily negative, but not necessarily positive either. No, like the, the way point, that we kind of looked at nice. it, I remember us talking about nice. it. <laughs> right, but I I do remember us saying, you know, a point's a point, and it, it goes to show like there's a certain aspect of grit to this team that maybe mm-hmm. not a lot of other teams possess. Um, but it also goes to show the lack of finishing that the Canes kind of possessed during that run. And now you're not only, we're seeing a little bit more finishing, um, but we're not seeing the, the defense and the grit on the other side of that. Right. Well, you're talking about finishing. I think there's a lot of good finish. (laughs) Great. On on this (laughs) hockey team, uh, because Sebastian Ajo, is tied for first in, on the team with points with 13. And uh, the guy he's tied with, well, you know, 13 points in 15 games from one Mr. Jesperi Kokaniemi. It's Whoa. pretty solid. Yeah. Just to show what great development can do for you. Huh. I, uh, I, can well, hear, I can hear them yelling from Canada. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I know a friend of the podcast, Jules, is really loving this. If I had Raycon really earbuds, cool. maybe I wouldn't be able to hear them, but I can hear them yelling. From... <laughs> for the fact that he's... 13 after 15 games is pretty solid for six goals, seven assists for 13 is fantastic. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, four goals, nine assists for 13. So he's gotten two goals in the last two. Um, And talking about this too, how about the fact that you also got Tavo Teravainen with 10 points and he leads the team with nine goals? Can't really be too upset about that. Not mad. No, no, not at all. You love to see it. So the the three forward fins are playing really well, and they're finishing really well. As to, of course, um, how about Martin Nietzsche's twelve points, five goals, seven assists, and then one Mister Brady Shea, like I said, leads the team in assists with ten, and he's got twelve points. Not he's not scoring a lot of goals, 
but he's getting a lot of assists, and you love to see it. And here, here's a crazy stat too. He actually leads the team in plus minus with eight. Hmm. I mean, and guess what? His uh, defense partner Brett Pesci plus five. Of course, he only played seven games, but still plus five is still really good though. So that uh, defensive, that defensive, so proud. That defensive pairing is playing really well together. Like I said, eight and five. Not bad. Not bad, honestly. But yeah, it's so you actually we got right now we got one, two, three, four, but we got six guys with double digit points already this season after 15 games. Like I said, Kakiyama and Aho both at 13. Shea and Nietzsche are at 12. Tavo and Seth Jarvis are both at 10. Which, oh, by the way, Bailey, thank you for Seth Jarvis in our fantasy league for the Marty party. <laughs> I needed a forward. I needed a forward pretty badly. So thank you for Seth Jarvis. And You're I know very you very welcome. Well, I know I know you needed a goaltender because your goaltending situation was yeah, it's just seconds day to day. I, I got rid I had Jack Campbell on my team and got rid of him for Corpusalo. Um, somebody I, I talked to somebody else who convinced me that Soros might be a nice investment down the road. So we'll yeah, we'll you're, see. You're, you're welcome for Soros <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we'll see. I didn't I didn't fully give I think I asked you questions. I don't think I fully gave you my advice. No, on you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I mean honestly what you did is probably what I would advise. I'm sorry I didn't follow up on that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I talked to somebody else and they were like I'm I'm not gonna tell you what they said because I don't want to give you my thought process, but like I, I'm I'm not mad at it. It was a, I think it was a fair trade because you yeah. I got a good forward out of it, you know, and you got you need definitely needed a goalie and Saros yep. has not been it. So now I just gotta hope that Joseph Wall can finally figure it out and help my fantasy. <laughs> Playing Moose this week was the absolute worst. He is absolutely donkey stopping my team, and I'm not here for it. I just need to set reminders. It's not it's not been a good anyway, lineup. we can talk about Fantasy hockey forever. Um, we could because it's fun. <laughs> two little things that are hockey related, not quite about the game. We love that that game. Honestly, it's a feel good weekend game going into. Now we can feel a little bit at ease going with, back. With three days their, off with three days, three days off. off, and then they've got their little home run, which is great. Um, honestly, yep. can't wait to be at PNC for a little bit. Um, but one fun thing is um, official league is partnering with the Canes. Um, for Love the ultimate canes collection, so I mean, that's you're gonna get some cool new swag coming out soon. The, the hats, um, you not gonna, only the hats are gonna be so sick, they're gonna be you so had Dan LaTaraka coming in the comments too, saying how excited he is for stuff. And you know, when Dan's coming in saying some things to I, expect great things, we, so. like, well, like when we had him on before then during the offseason, they were gonna kick it into high gear, and boy, have they ever done it! I mean, the <laughs> graphics. The intro video. I make sure to get to the game early to watch the intro video all the time. The intro video is amazing. All of their graphics. So they Jack has killed it with the graphics recently. Ooh, oh, a hundred percent. I I cannot. I'm going to be there on the 30th for the Islanders Hurricanes game as press, but I am still excited to go see this that intro video in person because mm-hmm. like watching it gives you chills just through the app, you know, on Twitter or wherever you watch it or yep. the game. But seeing it in person is going to take it to the next level. So yeah, it's going to be so much fun to see you know, in person. Um, but yeah, nice stretch of home. I think we got six home games in the next seven to finish off the month of November. The only away game is that really small, weird. We go to Philly and then we come right back. So you got the Flyers and Penguins this week. Next week, you got 
So you got Monday, you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday this week off, and then next week you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. But then you get the Oilers on the twenty second, Tampa the twenty fourth, and then you get the Jackets the twenty sixth, and you're on the road to play Philadelphia the twenty eighth, and then you're back on to play the Islanders the thirtieth. So like I said, you got six of the next seven games are all at home with two games in between Philly and Pittsburgh, then three days off, and then it's a game off, game off. And then it's a game off, game off, game. Like every other day, you got a game to finish off the month of November, but you got like eight days off in a span of like three games. <laughs> hey, after all the travel, I, I don't think the boys will be upset to be spending some extra time in Raleigh. I, oh I think no, for excited. sure. Well, yeah. When you look at the month of December with like three back to backs, and then January, it's not as bad because you're kind of getting like they're getting some few days off here and there. You do have a, a Two back-to-backs in January where it's road and then home right after that. That's going to be very interesting. But then, you know, February, it is what it is. And then I would, I honestly, I March, March, and I March would, is the I would absolute prefer, worst. I would prefer road and then home because then you at least get to sleep in your own bed. Right. So there's, there's one back-to-back in April, but that's a, that's a home and a home where you have Boston and then Washington back-to-back, but. If you look yeah, at the month, of course. Uh, make your division people the ones you do. Yeah, makes sense. Hurts. March, the, March though is going to be the absolute worst because you get the you get the Jets on March second, then you get four days off. Four, not two, not three. Four days off. Then you get Montreal. And then it's basically a game every other day with a back to back in the middle of that for the whole month of March from the ninth until the thirty first. It's a game every other day. <laughs> there is no slowing down for the month of March. Mm-hmm. Sket, sket, I like how it's so late for the first part of the year. And then once like February, like February, March hits, it's just a ton of games to finish oh, off yeah. the year. It is definitely going to be insane. But honestly, right now where the Hurricanes are sitting at, it's good to see that the statement game really does help. So you love to, it's good to see that they came back and did that because especially you got. Today, Monday and Tuesday off before you play the Flyers, which, by the way, it's on TNT. So get ready for that. <laughs> get, get Might actually for- be able to watch it. <laughs> um, also, speaking of statements, I uh, also want to mention that it's recently come out that uh, Jacob and Kylie Slavin, are mm-hmm. they have now launched, and you can go check it out. On Twitter, on Instagram, um, they are doing a fight, working with Fight for Freedom, a uh, fight against human tra- trafficking, supported by supporting the International Justin- Justice Mission. Ooh, words. Um, they are working to raise one million. But go watch the video; they talk more about it. Um, but their goal is combating online exploitation of children in the Philippines through partnership with IJM. Together, they're turning goals into freedom, and they can't wait to do this journey with us. So again. Um, our favorite player. He loves he loves to support the community, go out and work on all these causes. He's been teasing this a little bit and love to see. Um, honestly, it just it's another it's 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 in his character. He sees someone in need, he's gonna use what he can do to go and support it. I love that the Slavens are doing this. Um yeah. it's uh, they're matching... go check out their video and go see how you can help. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're matching one dollar for every donation up to five hundred thousand. So yep. mm-hmm. Maybe you could do that as well. But um, 
I think that's gonna do it for episode 100 of the podcast. Like, it's yeah. a big thank you to Woo-hoo! Jordan Warner for joining us. I hope everyone enjoyed that part of the show. Hope everyone just enjoyed the episode in general. Thank you to everyone who's given us support over the last <laughs> now 100 episodes. It's crazy the journey. Episode 200, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gonna be what sometime in 2024. 425 possibly maybe we'll see <laughs> we'll see where we're at by that but yeah but yeah we're excited we're excited to have more new guests on inviting some uh reoccurring guests back on to talk with us because you know we love to have them talking hockey with us uh also let us know that with thpn we have a whole line of podcasts in our little podcast family that cover a bunch of other teams and we love to sit and talk with them either on their podcast or for them to come hang out with us. Uh, let us know. Do you prefer to have a uh, episode leading up to the game, seeing our thoughts on it or a recap? I mean, that also influence like when we record, who we're talking with at what time we love to hear your feedback. Cause I, I have heard some feedback that people really love that we were, when we uh, had Chris leading up to the Sinners game that they were like, wow, they found that really informative and they appreciate it. So, um, and then we also, of course, have the Sabres guys on for a recap. Let us know which ones you prefer. Uh, we love to mix it up and we love to have all types of guests, but we also love our feedback from um, our lovely fans that have stuck with us for this long and put up with all of our shenanigans. Um, with Zach in, you know, insulting Canes players, uh, with Bailey. Oh my gosh. Uh, supporting the abs on our podcast. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Yeah, okay. and, and Kat just <laughs> bullying everybody because why not? Because why not? You love hockey, you can take a hit. <laughs> we yes, make please. sure you're in the right spot, huh? <laughs> yeah, but please um, check out the network, hockeypodcastnetwork.com, like Kat said. We've got all teams across the NHL having multiple podcasts, depending on what team it is. We got also original shows as well. Terry Ryan's got his own thing. We got a college hockey podcast. So, and then, you know, go check out the YouTube channel. A lot of cool stuff. I know Neil uh, from Devil State of Mind does a Monday uh, live show, just to, you know, recapping the week or doing the week that was that's coming up too. So make sure you go check that out. But this has been a lot of fun going to episode 100. You know, like I said, Billy, you've been a guest, now been a host since season one, back into that cat. Mm-hmm. You've been a guest, now host since the middle of season two. It's 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 just great. So many great guests. Oh, yeah. So many great memories. Just so much caused chaos on the. I think I think the hurricanes kind of did cause chaos after listening to us because we definitely brought that. <laughs> we inspired it. We inspired it for so many episodes. But no, honestly though, think like I said, thank you everyone who's just been supporting us. It's been a lot of fun. Just the interactions on Twitter. People have come on and talked to us and just having so much fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of the jokes. interaction, the interactions yeah. and knowing, knowing that this guy's, this hits you guys, not, not just in North Carolina, but we have listeners everywhere knowing that the interact, the interactions are some of our favorite parts. of this. I saw we someone were... say Twix on Twitter. I saw it and I appreciate it. <laughs> I saw it and I appreciate it. Thank you, knowing... Calico Cats for... She said that she's been doing it anyway, but I fully take responsibility and I appreciate it. I appreciate your artwork as well. 
Yes. But this was even but, better. And the fact that but, I can tag Zach in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but knowing we're making those kinds of impacts, we're able to have those kinds of interactions with you guys and we're we're making friends and we're helping others make friends is it it's it, what makes this worth it for us. Um so Thank you to everybody for helping make this worth it, for helping create an awesome environment of podcast listeners. And we hope to continue that support moving forward. Yes, definitely 100%. Just the guest list is just boggles my mind. Yeah. Like I said, people have been, you know, who work for the Canes. Now, now a guy who plays for the Hurricanes and then just everyone else around the community. It's been mm-hmm. so great. Started with Brad Moore, like I said, from the Storm Cellar for episode one. Episode 100 is Jordan Martinuk. Let's see where we're at for 150 and 200. Curious to see. Yeah. And, of course, everything in between as well. But, um, yeah, we, like I said, we appreciate everyone just supporting us. But before we go and wrap up the magical 100th episode of the Surge cast, Kat, where can people find you on the socials? You can find me at Kaniac Chick on Twix. And then you can find me at KBT Hunter 74 on TikTok. Bailey, where can people find you? You can find me over on X at Bailey Curtis. And that is Bailey with two Y's. Um, if you're wanting to follow me over for some more personal content, be sure to give me a follow over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, I have some really cool news that I can't announce quite yet, Um, (laughs) but be on the lookout here within the next two-ish weeks um, so I can announce that here. You'll hear it probably over on X first, um, but be on the lookout for that. I'm really excited to kind of announce that. but yeah, that's all for my stuff. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast uh, before uh, shouting out the rest of the socials, I cover things over on the YouTube side. You're probably seeing this on Sunday. So if you're seeing this, hi, hello, how you doing? I'm finally getting this uploaded before I finish uploading everything else just so you guys can see the magic that was our special guest today. Um, be sure to leave a comment down below. Let us know what you guys thought of the summer of Marty, what you guys have thought about our uh, weekend homestand or our weekend back-to-back, not homestand. We have an, uh, a homestand coming up. Let us know your thoughts on that coming up as well, what you got uh, in store for the team thought-wise. Um, be sure to hit that big red subscribe button down below. Hit that bell notification icon so you never miss an episode. To follow the rest of the Surgecast um, on our socials, be sure to follow us over on X and Instagram. It's just at the Surgecast. There's link trees in our bios where you can find where to follow us, where to watch episodes, where to listen to episodes, all that good stuff. Zach, where can people find you? Uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me on X at... Um, one true Zach, that's only true Zach is actually spelled out. It's not number one itself. Uh, Instagram side of things, Zach R. Martin 22, more of the personal hobby stuff type thing. If you want to go check that out as well. Um, if you want to follow my writings, I cover the Carolina Hurricanes for the hockey writers. I do have a link in my bio, but that will change because I. Uh, might have to do a link tree for myself personally because I'm going to be on another website that I need to, you know, put some cool stuff plug. out as well. You know, a little, a little plug, a little <laughs> plug. Uh, I am with the AHL News Now, uh, going back to covering the Charlotte Checkers like I did with uh, Phil Pass Hockey. So 
Uh, really excited to be working with Deanna once again, uh, Deanna Weinheimer. Um, she was used to be with FPH, and now she's doing her own thing. And me, Andrew Rinaldi, Sam Wisman, we're all there. Um, there might be someone else joining us too, but Maybe. I guess you're going to have to wait and figure that out. But, yeah, <laughs> super excited to uh, be back working with her again. And, of course, going back up to Charlotte to cover some Checkers games. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe I'll have to find a way to talk to uh, Skylar Brendamore. Why not? Mm. I think we could, that'd be kind of cool. But, uh, yep, so go check that out when the article start dropping here soon on that side of things. But, yeah, a lot of cool things, really exciting things going on on, those side, on that side of stuff. And, yeah. So, but thank you. Like I said, thank you to everyone listening to this episode. Once again, thank you to Jordan Martinuk for joining us for this awesome 100th episode of the podcast. But until mm, later this week, actually, because we're going to do another episode crossover with another Ooh. great podcast over on the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, I guess you're going to have to wait and see who that's going to be. But until then, for episode 101 or Season 3, Episode 22 of the Surge Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And we'll see you here next time. Episode. For the Bye. next 100 episodes. Woohoo!